Welcome back, I suppose. I am delighted to announce that today's podcast is sponsored by the local town crier service, Town Square Space. I mean, I say that I'm delighted, but as you can imagine, I'm being less than completely sincere. Town Squarespace provides an all-in-one platform that gives you everything you need to announce your announcements or proclaim your proclamations. Who writes this stuff? Town Squarespace's professional town criers are at least 30% louder than any other town criers. Whether you're just getting started or are an established brand, our powerful platform helps your business grow. I remember when it was perfectly acceptable to announce your next genocidal plan by posting it on the local notice board, but apparently no one looks at notice boards anymore, so you have to pay a man to bellow in people's faces. You people sicken me. Back to the podcast. I have let Russ Morrissey and Peter Coffey out of the dungeon for a few hours. You're lucky you can't smell them. All the tabletop role-play news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial Tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I, as always, am Russ, a.k.a. Morris. Did you like that? Yes, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week is... Peter Goffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. (laughs) Russ, it's a fantastic pleasure to be here, and it seems so long. It has, because we have switched to Fridays for our recording day. What? Craziness. Which basically means we now have... Yes. Two weeks of news to catch up on. Bum, bum, bum. There is so much news. So much. All the news. All of it. That we're not going to have a topic of the week this week because we won't have time. We're just going to be doing news and news and more news. Well, but it will have the uh, weekly roundup times two. So it's going to be sort of a mega roundup of news, yes. if you will. And I'm quite frankly, I'm very excited to talk about it. It's got some of the most exciting news, which, of course, has waited to be released until we decide to switch from me. Monday to a Friday. It was recording weird. Schedule. Immediately after our last Monday recording, which was basically two weeks ago now, yes. uh, that week was just crammed full of, like, not just little things, big things. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's been absolutely massive. And I, for one, am very excited to talk about it. So, yeah, that's the thing about Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. We may not be the quickest aftermark of your podcasting material, but we're certainly the most enthusiastic RPG news podcast. <laughs> I think we're the, we're the only one. <laughs> the only one that just does news. Anyway. Don't tell the listeners, Russ. <laughs> I, did, I did ask on Twitter because I wanted to sort yes. of like listen to a few others. Oh, yes, yes. That's why I asked on Twitter if anyone could recommend any. Not a single response. <laughs> so there might be some out there, but I don't know them. There's a lot of actual play ones out there. Well, at least you didn't get your own recommended to you. That would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. There's a, there's a lot of interview ones out there, and there's yes, a lot yes. of sort of general opinion ones out there. Yes. But not news. News, yes. News, and that's what we do. Yes, well, we do so competently <laughs> <laughs> and professionally. Absolutely. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we are starting with... The UA then. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, we're, we're, start, we're starting big then. Uh, we're going to go bigger than that after that. Bigger than There's that? actually bigger news than that, but we'll start, we'll start with the UA. Oh, okay. So, well, I, for one, was very excited about this. So, there is a brand new, when I say brand new, it was 10 yes. days ago, Unearthed yeah. Arcana from Wizards of the Ghost. But it, it, might, it might be a couple of days old, but it's still massively influential. Yes. So, yeah. there's 43, I counted them, 43 class features 
Yes. In, uh, in this well, document. Alternative and upgrading class features. Yes. It is all playtest material, mm -hmm. but um, I for one think a lot of them are pretty good. Like the stuff for the Ranger actually fixes the, 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 the class features that everyone complains about. Like uh, favoured enemy, uh, primeval awareness, these constantly are slated. And I've got to say, and favoured terrain, constantly slated. And I've got to say, with reason, because they require you to basically have access to the meta plot for the campaign in order to make a character that has relevant abilities, um, unless the DM is designing it to your character. Mm. And for a lot of DMs, I know for a fact, they don't bother with that. They just they just don't have it. <laughs> they don't have that sort of level of detail planned ahead because they're sort of planning to react to what the party does. It's cool that there's, there's something for every single class here. Well, pretty much. I mean, wizards don't particularly get much of a shiny, shiny buff. But they get something. Hmm. Yeah, like I think cantrip versus slits or something. But I wonder what they're going to be doing with all this. So speculation, I, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. you know, like Sword Coast Adventurers guy. Yes. It's going to be something like that. It's going to be a sort of a... Ooh, a setting book. Maybe not a setting book, but a player facing... Okay. Yeah. Um, Some sort of, oh, oh, please, like the Elemental Evil Player's Companion, because that was amazing. Well, it's going to be like a Player's Handbook 2, but they won't call it that. They definitely won't call it that, but it'll be like a Player's no. Handbook 2, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, sort of like maybe depends upon like whatever comes post Avernus, maybe. Yeah. Um, but well, essentially, we're looking well, at pretty much a. Well, talking, talking, talking post Avernus. Yes. It's a good little sweat segue there. That was, that was, that was oh. smooth, especially since you didn't even know this was coming. I didn't. What's Chris, going? Chris Perkins. Yes. Who is the uh, main story guy over at Wizard of the Coast? Yes. He said the other day, he said, if you liked Curse of Strahd, yes. you will love what I'm working on for 2020. Mm, interesting. That's all he said. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> let the wild speculation convince. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but yes, it could be more Ravenloft. It could be. It could be that they're converting another classic story in the same way. Mm -hmm. It could be some sort of sandbox adventure. It could be the sandbox element of it. Yeah, yeah. that was that was one of the big selling points of Strahd to me, and it did it very, very well. Yeah. I suppose you could just pick any yeah. any any aspect of that adventure and say it could be that, and then something. That's don't know. People, yeah. people we'll are have... suggesting all sorts of stuff. Loads of speculation. Ah, nobody, I see. Nobody knows. It, it looks like the uh, the teaser for the announcement of the trailer of the prequel of the uh, pre-advertising has been successful. Yes. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it starts here and it slowly rolls through the end of the year and into next year. And uh, um, but certainly, if you haven't seen the Unaftar counter for uh, the D and D five. Uh, fifth edition um which is available from the wizard of the coast website i strongly recommend picking it up uh, i think it's called fighters clerics and rangers but it applies to all of the classes and there are a lot of very nice things lots which of, fix a lot of problems lots of stuff yeah 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 well i mean it's not that big a document but the things it does it's it's very elegant for us mm. it it fix it just fixes some things with a very light touch and quite frankly after what five six years mm. that time <laughs> It's, uh, it's definitely one of the most commented on. I mean, it's got, as as of now, 906 yeah. comments on my site mm -hmm. and many tens of thousands of views of the of the news article. Yes. It's, uh, it's, very, it's a very popular one. Yes, rightly so, because um, it's really good. Um, like, Rangers have benefited a lot. Uh, rogues, uh, they haven't had much uh, fiddling with. 
but what they can do is they can use their bonus action. You shouldn't fiddle with your rogues. You shouldn't fiddle with your rogues. There's laws about that. If they spend, <laughs> if they spend the entire turn standing still, um, then they get to use their bonus action to give themselves advantage on their attack mm. by aiming. And it's like, okay, that's in essence what a lot of them were doing already. But I think a lot of GMs are like, oh, you can't keep hiding in the same place. To which I must say, I personally beg to differ. Anyway, yeah, shall we see if we've got even bigger news than that, though? Bigger news. Bigger news. Well, you tell me whether you think this is bigger news or, or not as bigger news. Okay. It's like, you know that old game with the cards of Bruce Forsyth, Higher and Lower? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was it called? Higher and Lower. lower. <laughs> <laughs> that game. <laughs> you see, it comes from a different naming tradition, Russ. <laughs> well, that game. Yes. So, uh, Critical Role. Yes. Has been picked up by Amazon for two seasons. Yes. That is big news. D&D um, on mainstream TV. Well, it's the animated series. So mm-hmm. as I understand it, uh, Amazon is going to be putting the first season, which is the one that was kickstarted. Mm-hmm. They're going to be distributing that on Amazon Prime, but on um, Amazon Video, but keeping that free. But the second season will be behind the paywall. So they've ordered four. So originally there was 10 from the Kickstarter that right. being done. Okay. And Amazon's ordered 14 more. How many? 14 more. So, 14 more. Yeah. Okay. So nice. making, making 24 in total. Nice. It will be appearing in late 2020. Uh-huh. And um, I just find it mind-boggling that, I mean, I doubt they're going to use the, the, the term D&D, but everyone knows it's D&D. If you don't know it's D&D, you really haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Um, that, that is just going to be on TV. That's amazing. It's pretty sweet. It is sweet. I, I mean, to be fair, things have been going that way for a long time. There's a lot of stuff you look at it and you're like, that's an RPG. Yeah, that's an RPG possibly, party yeah. going on there. Well, The Expanse was literally, RPG, yeah. yeah. And uh, Lord of the Rings oh, yeah. was when wow. J.R. Tolkien <laughs> played D&D. No, all right. No. Oh, I got my timing wrong there. Slightly, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, effect. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Kickstarter backers, like you said, yes. they'll still get the first look at the show. Because, yes. you know, Kickstarter, ah, Kickstarter backers. Yeah, it, it, well, Amazon owns Twitch. So it's not, yes. in a way, it's not that surprising. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Critical Role made its name on Twitch. Yes. So I imagine the deal wasn't that far-fetched from their point of view. It's all... Yeah, yeah. I mean, from, from the Amazon point of view, they looked down and said, oh, a fiver, and picked it up. Yeah. Just just for, just like for the scales of the thing involved. But still, it's like exciting. And um, I'm glad for uh, nerd fans of Critical Role. And you know what? I'll probably give it a look because I do like my adult animation. I expect I will. I'm not big on no. cartoons, but I'll give it a try. Anyway, what else? What else? So, um, yes. uh, those are big ticket items. Very exciting. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Hey, what's... talk to me about Eberron. Do we have news? Eberron in the news? Eberron? Yeah. Is there Eberron news? I thought there was Eberron. They, they released some new stuff for it. I know on the Humble Bundle, they brought out all the old Eberron source books. Well, but I thought they were talking about it. I thought, um, oh, what's his face? Uh, Crawford? Jeremy Crawford was talking about Eberron online. No, was he? I think so. I don't know. This is your bit of news because I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I basically saw it. I thought, oh, I, uh, I should probably follow up on that, but I can't be bothered watching the video. I do, I do know that the table of contents has uh, appeared online. Ah, yes, yes, that might be it. Um, yeah. That was just yesterday, I think. Mm. So I was posted on Twitter by uh, Newbie DM. Ah, yes, yeah. Who's there? Uh, who's the favourite source of official leaks from Wizards of the Coast? Yes, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we just that with most books. Um, let me have a look at that table of contents, if I can just call it up. Mm, I know the actual book has, once again, been delayed for release in the UK. 
uh, has often seems to happen with new products. So I remember you had a lot of problems with Descent into Avernus and d and Essentials. And now my, my, my personal DM, Hailey, uh, who who's a big supporter of the show, is like now wailing and gnashing his teeth because his book is going to be delayed. It's like, you know, sad times, man, sad times. Mm. Well, don't talk to me about the Rick and Morty box set, which isn't okay. even going to be over here at all. What? They're not going to bring it over yeah, at all? Yeah, it's on the same shelf as the Mandalorian, apparently. Right. Things that only Americans are allowed. Oh, okay. Well, I guess if they don't want our money, I'm sure nobody will do anything illegal because we don't have Shane, to... Shane has very okay. kindly offered to uh, purchase and send me a copy of the Rick and Morty box set. Ah, you're a good man, Shane. You're a good man. Set. He's a good yeah. man. He's a good man. So uh, I'm going to have it anyway, despite their attempts to keep it from my hands. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe we should talk about getting a second copy. I can... I'd quite like because I know there's a bunch of guys that are you a Rick club. and Morty fan uh, yeah actually I am I really like it Morty is really like the actual proper like heart and soul of the thing and he's actually and it's interesting mm. um, yeah there's a, there's a lot of philosophy in it although it's quite hard getting into that behind all the mm. adult swim humour well that Rick and Morty starter set yes is available for pre-order yes. in the US if you want to buy mm. it and it comes out next week exciting um, if you're in the UK, you can't have it. Nope, sorry. Your money's no good. As filthy non-Americans will not enjoy the pleasure of like this thing. But you apparently. cannot play Rick and Morty while you're not watching The Mandalorian, so yeah, so. that'd be fine. A- absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as, as I say, like, it, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, a shame, it's a shame we'd have to rely on American friends to post it over because, like, it's not just me, it's also people at my club who are absolutely massive fans of Rick and Morty. Anyway, um, we anyway. were talking about Eberron. We were talking about Eberron. And the table of contents. Yeah. Here it is. Yes. Ooh. One Eberron table, table of contents. Yes. There you go. If I just hold Ooh. it, you can see that, can you? Yep. So Sorry. it's got all the races, changing. I'm just balancing board. an iPad between us. Yes. So we got uh, Welcome to Eberron here. Yes. Then we've got chapter one, is character creation. Yes. We've got your races, your list of races. I mean, we've covered oh, yeah. pretty much what's going to be in it before. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. this is it. You know, so we've got your list of races here. Yeah. Uh, big section on dragon marks. Yes, yes, those are very important to everyone. Uh, various backgrounds, uh, the yep. artificer class there. Yes, yes. Pages 54 through, to, uh, through yep. to 64. I think Adam Kerbal, or Keeble, whatever his name is, did a... Video on it, and people were not very happy with how the alchemist class. I did see treated. it, then I realised it's an hour. Yeah, and I wasn't going to sit and watch someone flip through a book for an hour. <laughs> well, in the finest traditions of reporting, what happened is I was like, "Oh no, no, no I'm not listening to that." And then lots of people wrote about it, yeah. so I read what they wrote yeah, because that's, that's, that's that, that, took, that probably took me about the same length of time. Yeah, but then I felt I had added value. Yeah. Anyway, so we got then we got group patrons. Yes, group, uh, group patrons even. Yeah, uh, yes. really leaning into that shadow run theme. Yeah, like that. So we've got Adventurers yeah. Guild, Crime Syndicate, Dragon Marked House, Espionage Agency, Head of State, and more. And an uh, immortal bean, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Religious Order, yeah. University, Newspaper, Military Force, Inquisitive yeah. Agency. Um, then we've got the uh, chapter two, which is the Corvair Gazetteer. Which is what forty six yeah, pages? Yeah, forty six pages long. Uh, yeah, probably probably about more like forty eight. Actually, looking at because uh, chapter three starts on page one fifty one. Yeah. So yeah, forty eight pages definitely will include some full color, full page illustrations so, chapter, because they do like their full color illustrations. Chapter three, Shan City of Towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter four, building Eberron Adventures. That's all GM advice and 
yeah, yeah. Stuff like adventure themes and but it's a lot of stuff that you would need to think about mm-hmm. um certainly i've been exploring in the mornland that's been a case of this is so weird mm. yeah. then we've got chapter five which yeah. is a quite a short chapter it's only six pages long and it's treasures dragon charms magic items stuff like that yeah but you get like a load of those things from elsewhere and it does have two pages of everyday magic items, so I can't argue with that. And we've got chapter six, which yes. is friends and foes, which is basically stat blocks. Just yeah. tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of stat blocks. So many stat blocks. So yeah, that's, that's everyone. Yeah. Okay, so that looks like an exciting book. It does look like an exciting book. Yeah. Especially if you like everyone. Is it New Adventure for Charity from Wizards of the Coast? Ooh. So it's... Um, it's for Extra Life, yes. which is the charity they usually support, yep. which is a, a children's hospital. Yes, they, they previously brought us stuff like um, the Tortle expansion pack, yeah. um, the One Gringer, one Gringer Above. And I think there was like the, oh, I can't remember, it was the one with more weird science in yeah. last year. Well, what's this one? This one's pretty big. It's 111 pages. Wow. It's $9.99. Yep. Yeah, all the proceeds go to the charity. That is like a proper module. It's big, yeah, yeah. Precise, yeah. Uh, and um, it's uh, it's called Infernal Machine Rebuild. Mm. Interesting. It's a slightly odd. Um, Not rebuilt. Rebuild. rebuild. So it's for levels fifth to tenth. Level. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, well, I'll read a description of it. Yes. So there's a fallen clock tower. It holds components from an ancient artifact. Right. Upon discovery of the components, competing agents look to launch expeditions to uncover additional components scattered across distant places and times. The now lost Temple of Moloch and the construction site of the legendary Tomb of Horrors are two of those locations. Oh-ho. However great the risks, finding the components demands the effort, for whoever does so can reassemble the fabled infernal machine of Lum the Mad. Bum, bum, bum. So yes, if you like charity, or if you like D and D, D or if you like Infernal Machines, or you like uh, Tomb of Horrors, or if you like PDFs, um, or if, if you like spending nine ninety nine, if you like rebuilding Infernal Machines, if you like rebuilding Infernal Machines, any if, of these reasons, you should go and buy this for nine ninety nine. Yes. Do we know what uh, charity Extra Life actually is for? The charity is called Extra Life. Yes. Yeah, it's for... What do they do? Children's hospitals. Children's hospitals. That sounds like a very worthy thing. I shall have to get my wallet out and uh, give them some money. Hmm. Uh, D&D's in the mainstream again. Oh, dear me. Again. Casuals. Getting to our hobby. Oh, wait, no, that's a good thing. So (laughs) it's hit the New York Times. Okay, yes. For the second time this year. The New York Times uh, expressed its surprise at D&D's popularity and resurgence uh, just this week. Yes. After having done so back in April. Okay. <laughs> Short memory. <laughs> Here's your editor of Goldfish, New York Times. Blink once for yes, blink twice for no. <laughs> uh, so I, I made a list yes. of just in the last year, the number of times that D&D has hit big mainstream stuff. Yep. So um, this is this is what I came up with. Right? Uh, so we know Forbes covers it quite, uh, quite regularly. That's nice. Uh, uh, so New York Times reported wait, on it twice wait, this Forbes, year. Forbes, the magazine for yeah. rich people. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. right. Continue. Uh, well, they have a sort of uh, businessy. Yeah, yeah. Bit, oh, so. oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so the New York Times reported on the popularity of D&D twice this year. Nice. So this week on D&D's resurgence. Yes. And back in April on why the cool kids are playing Dungeons & Dragons. 
Because it's awesome. They obviously forgot that they'd already done it and basically did... Because all these articles are always almost the same article as well. Whoever's writing them, yeah. they're always slightly surprised that D&D is really popular. They wonder why. They look at... They mention some celebrities that are playing it. They ask a couple of people yes. who play... Gamers about yes. why they think it's resurging. And then they talk to Wizard of the Coast and get fairly similar quotes. Yes. Why do actors enjoy role-playing? <laughs> who knows? It's so inexplicable. Uh, so, so the Times. Yes. Uh, so that was New York Times in yes. November and April. Yes. Um, the Times, does in the Times in oh the, the, the UK Times, Times right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, in in uh, July, uh, had uh, an article called Dungeons and Dragons Cool. Stranger things have happened. Yes. Well, that was original. Yeah. <laughs> the BBC in May. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons: The Revival of a Geeky Pastime. Well, goodness, I'm glad they're keeping their finger on the pulse. Yeah, they forgot that they'd written an article in 2004 about the same same topic. Well, that was a long time ago. (laughs) That was like 15 years ago. Uh, The Guardian. Yes. No more nerds. How Dungeons & Dragons finally became cool in July. I'm... I'm sorry to disagree, but like it's full of nerds. <laughs> I, I see that. I mean, I, 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 I love all you nerdy guys so much. Like nerdy guys and girls so much, but I mean, come on. Let's, let's, let's face it. It's like it's... I don't know, cool is, cool is a hard way to describe it. Uh, Fun, so yes, exciting, yes. IGN, which is the big gaming... Yes, yes. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons creators and celebrity players explain its recent surge in popularity. That was in October, that was last last month. Oh, yes, yes. Did they have a good explanation for it? I haven't read the article. I'm oh, sure okay. it's exactly the same as the other ones. <laughs> and the Washington Post, yes. how Dungeons and Dragons somehow became more popular than ever, they, uh, they wrote about in April of this year. Well, there you go. Uh, and that's sort of just it. If you, that's just really, really big ones. Yes. Like the, you know, the big, massive international mm. red wave one across the world. Yeah. But if you, I did a bit of googling. Yes. And uh, the amount of local news outlets that cover it. Yes. So just as an example, the Liverpool Echo, yes. the Oxford Observer, the Chicago Daily Herald, mm. like loads of little local. Well, I say little local, but you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, city. Yeah. Sorry. City based rather than national. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or international. Uh, they're all covering it as well, and they'll often yeah. talk to a gaming group. Yes. Which made me think, we have a local newspaper. I could talk to the Southampton Daily you, Echo. You have a gaming group? Yeah, I do have a gaming group. I could talk to them and recommend Ian World. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, like, if you want your uh, like website to be associated with the place with a thousand pop-up banner ads, I can certainly do so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's... So yeah, many my, my iPad pop-ups. doesn't like that. Nothing, nothing like the Southampton no. Daily Echo website. No. But still. But still, yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, I'm sure it'll occur to them eventually. Mm. Uh, if I ring up and say, hey, do you want to talk to me about the Indian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know the Gem Dragons are back? The Gem Dragons. The Gem Dragons. Hmm. Tell me more. You know about the Chromatic Dragons? Yes. Do you not? Yes. Yes. You know about the Metallic Dragons? Do you not? Yes. You know about the Upholstery Dragons? Do you not? No, that that it's funny you should mention that because someone was actually talking to me about. I'd like to play a character that is a polymorphed chair that has become sentient. What racing class should I be? <laughs> and, and to which I had only why, to reply, why a chair? I don't know, man. But it was an awesome challenge. Uh, quick spoilers: I went with Goliath, dragon-blooded sorcerer, because it would be a wood dragon would be my thing, which is borrowing from Chinese. It should mythology. be a mimic. Yes, but that's not generally a playable class. I was going for the uh, rules as written, official sources only with mildly skinning answer. Because that's my shtick. Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. It would be, still would be fun to... It would be fun. Yeah. It's like you cast sleep and 
um, then little chairs appear in them as they fall asleep. Or, for the pro gamer move, throw pillows. Hmm. Anyway, I was telling you about gen dragons. You were telling me about gen dragons. So, I thought you were talking about upholstery dragons. Tell me what upholstery, upholstery dragons. dragons yes. I man to know about them. I may have invented the upholstery dragons. Uh, <laughs> Damn me! Don't, don't broadcast it in the podcast, Russ. <laughs> that was still your idea. Still your idea. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. When the uh, when the new sofa dragon appears in the next, we'll know where they got the idea from. Well, when a dragon and a mimic love each other very, very much. Ooh, a, a half dragon, half mimic sofa. That that's going to ruin somebody's. I need to write that down. Yeah. So anyway, gem yes. dragons, right? Gem dragons. Yes. So um, gem they? dragons, they they um, they're the neutral dragons. Okay. So the metallic ones are good. Okay. And the chromatic ones are evil. Yes. And the gem dragons are neutral. So they're the fence sitters of the dragon world. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah can't make yeah. it their minds about stuff. Like, yeah. Nah, evil. Um, yeah, so um, they have appeared. So this is actually two news items in one. So let me jump oh. to the other news item because it's where they are. So, so um, this uh, for the 45th anniversary of D and D. Goodness. From 1974. Wow. Uh, Wizard of the Coast. Yes. Are creating 1,974 yes. sapphire dice sets. I can tell that the person who forced this didn't have to do it. Anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, they're selling these for three hundred dollars each. <laughs> okay, are they made from actual sapphires? They have sapphire embedded in them. So no. <laughs> but okay. I think if they were all completely sapphire, they'd be worth a hell of a lot more than three hundred dollars. That is fair. Actually, sapphires are rare and diamonds. Yeah, I think they have little bits of sapphire in. But still, so they could be really tiny. Yeah, really well, tiny, 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 tiny dice. Yes. Anyway, so three hundred dollars. Oh. So you can pick up uh, anniversary three hundred dollar no. sapphire dice no. on Wizard of the Coast directly. Oh. You can't get them anywhere else, and there's only one thousand nine hundred seventy-four of them. Numbered, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. Well, I hope they're numbered. You won't know what, what they've rolled, otherwise we're here. Dong, dong. Anyway, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so in there, there's a little paper fold-out included. Oh. Which can, with, like, law and stat blocks for an adult, adult sapphire dragon. Ah, I look forward to seeing this on the internet. And you can see this. I mean, mm. it's a little bit blurry, so you can't quite read it, but you can see what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, on the front, you've got a big picture of it, and yeah. some law on the back. You've got a mm-hmm. stat block, you know, big two-page stat block thing. Yeah, nice. Is it, so What's that, double A4 sized? Uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's that's his hands. From the size, yeah. Yeah, mm. I guess so. Um, so depends. Um, if they have big hands, or small hands, really. Yeah. yeah. So mm. uh, Nathan Stewart, who's yes. one of the, uh, the the main people of uh, Wizard of the Coast, yes. um, he says that um, even if you don't want to buy a sort of pricey set of dice, yes. um, you could get hold of this um, sapphire dragon, yes, and possibly more. Uh, early in 2020, where Ooh. we, as in Wizard of the Coast, will have some fun ways to get that out there. Bum, bum, bum. So Sapphire Dragons are going to be back. Okay. And official. I never even knew they were gone. Really? Yeah, I learned. Well, there you go. Um, there's also another thing that Wizards of the Coast have done for extra life. Yes. This has all been very, very D&D today, hasn't it? It's been super D&D. Have we done anything that's not D&D yet today? Mm, no. Um, but anyway, Wizard of the Coast, um, another charity thing. Yep. Uh, Descent into Avernus. Yep. You know the Infernal font? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You can now buy that off them. How exciting. For $10. Um, and for you can font. buy the actual font file. Well, $10. It's for charity. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Fair enough. Yeah. 
So if you, if you want, if you want, well, yes, if you want an infernal <laughs> font, yeah. um, there you go. You can buy that for ten dollars, and the money uh, goes. Well, to, well, to be fair, it is quite, it is a nice font, but yeah. Okay, and money for charity there as well. Good yes, stuff. yeah. I mean, when it comes to money for charity, you're allowed to overcharge a bit for stuff. Cause no, that's fair. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, right, what else is there? So, uh, you, you mentioned earlier the Eberron setting bundle up on... Um, Humble Bundle. Mm. Yes. I uh, don't know if that's all going, but uh, it was very exciting. Well, there's also a lot of Eberron classic sourcebooks and adventures on DM's Guild. Ooh, So there's shiny. the Eberron setting bundle. Yes. Uh, and the Eberron Adventure Bundle. Ah, nice. Oh, maybe that's where I'm thinking of. Huh. So maybe it's like all the Warhammer 40k, uh, what was it? Uh, I want to say Rogue Trader, I think it was. Maybe it's that on Humble Bundle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Hey. Oh, Judge Dredd and the Wars of 2000 AD. Here yeah. we go, we're off D&D. Hey! Um, Dutch Rose of the Worlds 2000 AD. Yes. The book is out! Well, yeah. Oh, well, the Cursed Earth source book is out, and you are holding it in your hands. That's, I am. It's big, isn't it? That, that is a, that is a chunk of a book. I mean, this is the paperback copy, mm. but it's sort of like, um, compares favourably to, say, a player handbook from a game that's uh, received a lot of mention on this podcast today. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, it's about 160 pages, so it's not that big, but nah. it, is quite, it is quite chunky there. Yeah, it's not small. Um, that and and the poster map are both available now, and uh, people have them. I've, I've yeah. seen people tweeting and saying they've gotten them. Yeah, good times. Oh yeah, got the index. Um, and has ever it's like an Ian World product for Just Dread and the World's 2000 AD. So it's absolutely crammed full of um, bits of art from 2000 AD. Uh, like every couple of pages, if not more often. Um, you're getting some fantastic, some fantastic drawings. I particularly like the ones of the chap jumping off the uh, side of a building and then rescuing Judge Dredd, which I'm sure Judge Dredd will be sure to repay his kindness. I'm sure. Yes. I yeah. am sure. Absolutely. It, it's nice looking, but oh, double pager, nice. Um, also, what, what's with the uh, different coloured pages? Is that to split up the chapters? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's nice. I mean, it means that you can uh, see on the side of the book, it's got the different colours, so you can just flip to the straight, chap- straight to the right chapter. Which, yeah, it's nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, looks like a good book. What's uh, what's this going for? Twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Sweet. Yeah, the others were nineteen ninety nine, but that's significantly larger. That, that that is a beast of a book. Yeah. And if I was to ask about how much the PDF was, nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Get in. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Cubicle 7 has yes. some art previews yes. uh, from Warhammer 40k. Ooh. Here we go. Yeah, I think they're doing a fit. You, what's it? Is it Ulysses Spill? What about Ulysses no, Spill? No, they don't have it. It's now Cubicle 7's got it. Yeah, yeah. just say Cubicle 7. Yeah. What do Ulysses Spill have? Oh, lots of stuff. Oh, they're doing something else and they're doing it on like a German Kickstarter version. Sorry, yeah. Got distracted. Anyway, yeah, so. Anyway, so these are the new art previews for yes. Warhammer 40k, and they look very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a man with a lightsaber. <laughs> a purple lightsaber. That's an Inquisition power sword, as you, okay. as you well know. That's Mark, entirely different, then. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's distinct in many important ways. Yes. It doesn't okay. fold away nicely. It just okay. remains large and oversized at all times. And we've got another man floating in the sky uh, with tendrils. Psyker, possessed. And you've got, like, a couple of people to either side. Um, I'm just... We're really painting a picture with our words, aren't we? Yeah, so what it looks like is you have um, a lady of the Inquisition 
is reaching some sort of climactic battle. She's being pursued by a floating servo skull, which is basically a repurposed um, bit of bone and uh, mecha, like coming after her. Directly in front is, I'm guessing, some sort of demonically possessed, um, probably a tech priest based on their companions, who's like sucking the life power out of the people next to them, just like manifesting all their imminent glory in front. And it's like, go on then. Let's, ha- let's be having you. Hmm. So power tools and plasma pistols in hand, uh, she's going to give it a go. Hmm. Fair play to her. Hmm. And nice lightsaber. Cobalt lightsaber. Power sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a cobalt I see before me? Uh, so this is some more um, miniatures, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually not a cobalt. That is Arkan the Cruel, which is the character. He's a dragonborn. Oh, from that man whose name you can't pronounce. Joe Manganiello. Joe the Frequently Mangled, as yeah. you like to call him on the podcast. He's appeared on Critical Role and hey. Force Grey, and his character Ooh. appears in Descent into Avernus. Nice, yes. Uh, so this is the official miniature. Yes. And WizKids have announced um, the uh, Arcan, the Cruel, and the Dark Order pack Ooh. as a pre-painted D&D icon set. Exciting. Uh, set. Yes. Uh, so uh, it has uh, six figures, all designed by Joe Manganiello. Mm-hmm. Manganiello. <laughs> <laughs> including yes. if I ever if I ever actually should happen to run into this band which is probably <laughs> very unlikely given the, the, the many 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 miles between us but um, if I should I've got to be very careful not to try and say his name you can ask him how to pronounce his surname while he can hear me <laughs> <laughs> don't want to mangle mangle you know his name it's a it's a it's a worthwhile thing yeah anyway. uh, so it includes Arkan yes his bodyguard uh, Torgar Steelfist Yes. A death cleric Krull. Yes. One of Arkan's berserkers. Ooh. A white Abishai. Yes. And Arkan's pet manticore, Chango. I see. And they're going to appear in March 2020. 39 99 for the set. That's quite reasonable. $40. Yeah. There's also Dungeons and Dragons Nolzer's marvellous miniatures. Nolzer's? Nolzer. Uh-huh. And this is several new dragons and dragonborn and monster packs. And it's got like um, slards and satyrs and wolves and ettins and stuff and undead and shapeshifters and liches and mummies and beholder zombies and death dogs and werats and, and, and stuff. More stuff than that. Mm. Those things and more things Ooh. that aren't those things. Okay. Right, thanks, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. And that, um, the miniatures are going to be four ninety nine each. Yeah. Except for the Young Dragons and the Be Here and the Baylor miniatures, which are going to be fourteen ninety nine. And those are unpainted. Oh no! Oh no! Those ones are unpainted. Yeah, yes, you're right. Sir. Yes, sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The previous ones, the Ark and the Call, are painted. Yes. These ones are unpainted. So it's eight painted for forty dollars or five dollars each. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fancy Flight have previewed yeah. some of their upcoming stuff. Oh, they do do good stuff. They do do good stuff. So the Genesis Expanded Player's Guide, Genesis being their core yes. system, mm-hmm. which is... The dice that you don't like. Yeah, it's basically the generic version of the Star Wars system. Yes. I think previously also the... Was it the third edition of Warhammer? One of the editions That's of Warhammer, yeah. 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 Uh, so um, we get a look at how the book will help both game masters and players create the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a preview of the first four entries out of ten of them yep. um, for the environments and factions charts. Okay. And they're kind of like random charts which flesh out the world on the fly. Okay. And then we've got a source book for Legend of the Five Rings called Path of Waves. Ooh. 
and we get a preview of what's in store for Gaijin characters. For what characters? Gaijin. Oh, oh right. Okay. Horrors. Yes. yes. Non Japanese. Oh, that's how you I always thought it was Gaijin, but there, fair enough. Um, I'll bow to your superior Japanese knowledge. Yes, because I am an expert in all things Japanese. But I've I, been there, so. I assume people call me back Gaijin all the time, like back Gaijin all the time in Japan, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're, they're a lot more polite than that. <laughs> Okay, Frank, we're here for the fight of the century. Two titans of sci-fi will be duking it out in the ring once and for all. Yes, Bob, and the crowd is going wild. These two masters of evil will be settling once and for all who is the true Lord of Darkness. Look, here they come now. I see Soth has his own ominous theme music. And so does Vader. They're both approaching the ring now. All right, Frank. Soth in the black corner and Vader in the, uh, uh, black corner. Uh, say, Frank. Yes, Bob? Which of these two paragons of evil is which? Why, that's easy, Bob. Soth is the six-foot-seven-one clad in black. Right, Frank, but that makes Vader the other six-foot-seven-one clad in black? I see what you mean, Bob. Well, Vader is the one in the evil-looking mask hiding his face from you. Yes, but Frank, Soth also wears an evil-looking helm hiding his face from view. Right you are, Bob, but Soth is the one with a deep, echoing voice, which sounds like it comes from deep beneath the earth. It's a great voice, Frank, but it should be noted that Vader also has a deep, echoing voice, provided by James Earl Jones, no less. That's very true, Bob, but you'll be able to distinguish them by their unique fighting styles. Vader will stand still and raise a fist in order to crush the life out of his opponent using a mystical, invisible power. Oh, but Frank, Soth is the master of power word kill. He can slay his foes with a gesture and a single word. Indeed he can, Bob, but rest assured, their distinctive weaponry will soon set them apart. When Soft draws his unholy sword, you'll recognize him from the way he just cuts down his victim. Frank, that's not much different to Vader's glowing red Sith lightsaber. So it is, Bob, so it is. I guess their differences are less superficial than just what we can see from the outside. Oh, Frank, how so? Well, Bob, first ad, Vader has an awesome feudal title and is referred to as Lord Vader. What, Frank, unlike Lord Soft? I see what you did there, Bob. Perhaps we should look at their backstory. <laughs> their backstories, Frank? Yes, Bob. You see, Lord Soth is a fallen knight of a holy order, corrupted from goodness, and cursed to live as an evil shell of the righteous man he once was. <laughs> Frank, I think you know what I'm about to say. Yes, Bob, you're about to tell me all about Anakin and corrupted Jedi and the Sith and all that jazz, if you'll pardon my phrasing. <laughs> yes, Frank, so you see, they're basically the same character. You know what, Bob? I think you're right. Hey, Frank, they're off. Vader has just attempted to force choke Soth, who laughed it off because he doesn't breathe. Soth responds with a fireball. Vader deflects with his lightsaber. This fight's really heating up now, Bob. Oh, they're closing in for melee now, Frank. Two seven-foot titans clashing blades. Sparks are flying everywhere. It's hard to tell who's who, Bob. It looks like Vader is pushing Soth back into the black corner. Or is that Soth pushing Vader back into the other black corner? Who can tell, Frank? But one thing I do know, whoever wins, it's not going to be good for us.
Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys us all these wonderful microphones and mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires. So many wires. And all these wires. Uh, We have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we our guests will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little, every little bit helps. Oh, and um, what about um, Egg Embry's? Amazing column. What sort of Kickstarters do we have that are mm-hmm. coming to an end? Kickstarters. Yes. Kickstarters. Yes. Many Kickstarters. Yes. Well, crowdfunding, not just Kickstarters. Not just Kickstarters. Yes. Actually, should we do a quick Matt Colville watch? Oh, yes, yes. Matt Colville watch. Yeah. Let's we'll see what, what he's up to now. What sort of ludicrous money has a... Uh... Because there must be just about a week left, I would guess. Yeah. I haven't looked at this in... I haven't looked at this in about a week. So, six days to go. Six days to go. And he's at... Yes. One thousand, one million. Sorry, yes, one thousand. <laughs> as if he would don't measure, his, as if he would measure his success in thousands. And his sort of change. One million, yes. one hundred eighteen thousand five hundred twenty-nine dollars and six cents. Good grief! With six days to go for Kingdoms Warfare and more minis. So it looks like it's going to. What's that? What's that in pounds? Uh, that many, eight hundred sixty-eight thousand. Wow. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's pretty substantial. Yeah? Yeah. So with six days to go, and obviously there's going to be a boost at the end, I reckon he's going to end up with maybe about 1.4 million on that. I guess. Wow. Dollars. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. But it's only half what he did for the other one, though. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting. I would have thought mm. the second one would do better, but it's not. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, but still a hell of a lot of money. Oh, well, well, there's six days to go. There's literally everything to play for. Yes, there is that. There is mm-hmm. that. Okay, do you want to do some Kickstarters? Do you want to do, you want to do the game, or do you want to just do some Kickstarters? I, I think, because uh, there's been so many Kickstarters, we should probably cover as many of them as possible. Okay. Because it seems on. a bit unfair to them, to those those creators who've bothered to name their Kickstarters properly, <laughs> <laughs> to leave them languishing in the depths of obscurity. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, we have this one, which is uh, called... Uh, What's that? Vason? 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 Nordic horror role-playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So it's from the makers of um, Alien and Forbidden Lands and Tales from the Loop. Nice. So it's going to look gorgeous. Okay. You know that for a start. Is that the Year Zero engine that they use, do we know? Mm-hmm. Or? Okay, yeah. It is. And this is, uh, you know, the Swedish outfit, the uh, uh, Free League. 
I, I must say their production values are looking pretty sweet. Starting it off, I've heard such good things about that because people are getting hold of that Alien game now. Yeah. And I've heard such good things about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They've got something called a stress mechanic in there as well, which I've got to look up mm. find out how that works because I like the idea of something like that. Mm-mm. And that kind of fits the genre of Alien really well, doesn't yes. it? Like, as you get more and more as I understand it yeah. you become you can become I don't know I don't know I don't understand as you, as you don't understand it yes so, so, something like you 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 can get extra dice which is like stress dice yes. which increase your chance of something really bad happening yes. but they also make increase the chance of you succeeding at the task yes as well because adrenaline is fueling the, the, the more stress you take on now the more you like to succeed now but you'll pay for it later sort of thing maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have okay. to look it up well, it seems like interesting but anyway Vason is Nordic horror role playing yes and that is on Kickstarter um, the most popular pledge is uh, 650 sec uh, Swedish Krona yep uh, I don't know what that works out to okay um, but that's for the PDF and print versions of the game plus all stretch goals nice and this is um this is Northern Europe of the 19th century, Ooh. but not as we know it today, yes. a land where the myths are real. Ooh. Sounds lovely. Yeah. And cold. Uh, if freezing fog isn't a major part of the game, I should be most disappointed. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, Kickstarter of Deadlands Lost Colony for Savage Worlds. Ooh, okay. Yep. Um, I think you can probably basically yep. guess. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping for cowboys and weird mythic wendigos uh, etc well we got a t- there's a tunnel between earth and a distant star system called far away oh, yeah, and yeah. some colonists settled there mm-hmm. and oh. that's, the, that's the lost colony oh so deadlands is going vaguely sci-fi yeah oh exciting times mm. um right oh i like the look of this one yeah fifth evolution white chapel okay this is fifth edition yes and from Whitechapel, I bet you Wait, can guess what it is. So it's the Jack the Ripper sort of chance. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Gaslight Adventures. Yeah. Um, these are set in 1888. Yeah. A company called Limitless Adventures is producing it. Mm. Uh, fifth edition, Gaslight Adventure to catch Jack the Ripper. I love that idea. Yeah. I want that. I'm going to back that. Okay. So, sure. Well, you know what? I you always, action surge you know, and catch you, him. Well, no, but you, you know what I mean? I, I always like the ones that go off into a different genre. That's why I like Strahd and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I love the idea of playing D&D in 1888 in London trying to catch Jack the Ripper. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, that does sound like it could be fun. Hmm. Um, I, but maybe one of the older versions of OSR, because I don't know, I'm just, my immediate thought as well, what if you have a barbarian? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. wonder if there's class... Um, they've, they've probably done some stuff to rework it. But yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's an adventure. It also contains an eight-page comic, a 5 sandbox of London's Whitechapel district in 1888. And it says, rules for creating gaslight heroes. So there you go. I reckon, uh, okay. I reckon it kind of stops you... Yes, not that. They're, they're afraid that the wizard's going to come along and say, oh, Jack Ripper's over there. <laughs> Magic missile. <laughs> Dodge that. They might go to cast Detect Serial Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right then, next one. Space yeah. Kings the Book by Super Tri Studios. Ooh. This is an improvisational playing card based role playing game. Oh, okay. Um, you use. Uh, I do like the idea of Space Kings. Okay. Uh, you fight evil space governments, so you thwart unethical corporations, and you host fancy dinner parties. <laughs> Of course you do. Hmm. Yeah, who, what was that powered by? Uh, original system. Nice. Core rule book, card based. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
what I know, uh, and it's uh, $50 yes. um, for the PDF and an autographed book. Ooh, shiny. Uh, next one, Explorers of the Fantastic. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Do you explore the fantastic? Yeah, so uh, this is Savage Worlds. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, alternate Atomic Horror Cold War. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The Allied bombing um, in Japan in August 1945 opened up an enormous entrance into the Hollow Earth. Oh. And from that entrance came the first of a series of skyscraper-sized monsters. So basically they're redoing Godzilla. Kind of, yeah. 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 Nice, like it. Always, yeah. always a strong choice. I'm not complaining if you get a steel, steel from the best. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the world's greatest role-playing game, The Zine. Or Zine. Yes, Why like those magazines that you get yes. in the shops, yeah? The magazine, yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, by Broken Ruler Games. Yes. Um, uh, what is... Ooh, okay. Um, this is a, a Zine or Zine, which provides an indie spin on D&D 5th edition. It's a scene. Still a scene. So fifth edition. It's got stuff like it talks about um, concepts of fading forward from powered by the apocalypse. Yeah. It's like just so it's sort of like um, Mike Shea's Sly Flourishes, The Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master. It's compiling excellent GM advice. Yeah. uh, He talks about somehow gumshoe system stuff can be used in 5e and things. It's a... Uh, each issue is 24 pages. Nice. Um, 8 by 5 booklet format. Strong close. Um, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Looks interesting. Um, well, there you go. Well, that's, that's the ones that are ending very, very soon. Yes. So you should get in uh, if you want your Nordic horror role-playing, your Savage Worlds uh, giant keiju exploding out of Japan, or going and chasing Jack the Ripper through the streets of Wise Chapel in a mm. gaslight fashion. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, I think we might actually have done it. We have. I think we've shot through it all. All of the news. I think we have. That's everything that's been happening in role-playing. Okay. Yes. Uh, the uh, Paizo yes. has released a playtest document for their Advanced Player's Guide. Oh, Pathfinder an second Advanced edition. Player's Guide. Mm. I, I thought the core rulebook was pretty advanced, I'll be honest. Well, this is even more advanced. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Um, this carry this document has four full new classes. Nice. Uh, the playtest is yes. running until December the second, so it's pretty short. Yeah. Uh, and, and the classes are the investigator, All right? The oracle, ooh. Uh, the swashbuckler, nice, and the witch. Bum bum bum. And so they're doing this playtest through to December the second. You can download the playtest document for free now. Okay. Try out the classes and let them know what you think. Sounds fun. And then uh, the, the player's guide comes out in July 2020. Right. Well, get on that, Pathfinder fans. Mm. Starships and speeders. Did we cover that? That doesn't sound like something I remember, and therefore it sounds awesome. Tell me more. I demand to know more about Starships and speeders. Well, starships and speeders yes. is a book of... Yes. Speeders and starships. <sighs> so... But so, uh, how, uh, how do you do this in first day? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, guess which game. <laughs> uh, is this for Star Wars? It is for Star Wars. A good times. So Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars. Yes. Um, uh, it's not only an expansion of the list yes. of ships and speeders and walkers and stuff available in the game. Yes. But it also has um, statistics for legendary vehicles. Ooh. Um, like uh, this this picture here is uh, Lando Calrissian's Millennium Falcon. Oh, and you also have Han Solo's. As opposed Solo's. to Han Solo's Millennium Falcon, which you can see ah. next to it. Mm, it's obviously, yeah. they modified it a little bit. Ah. 
So one of the numbers has got smaller and the other has got bigger. I can't quite read them. Nope, still can't read them. No. Let's see, the, it's got 26 there. It's got some different numbers on it. I can't see what the headings above the numbers are. Yeah, too, too blurry. blurry. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> but yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Who's uh, bringing that out? Fantasy Flight Games. I think that might be it. I think we've done all the news. All of it? There must be more. Uh, Dragon Meat is coming. Dragon Meat is coming. Dragon Meat is coming. It's two weeks away. Oh. Yes. Um, it's a little one-day con in London, but yes. it's getting bigger every year. Yep. I really like it. Yeah. It's got a kind of cosy feel to it. Yeah, you'll be taking that, the Ian World staff down there. Yeah, we're, we're going to be there with a stand. We're going to be selling Judge Dredd stuff and yeah. what's all his new stuff and the Masterclass Codex for 5th edition. Ah, we're going to all that and then we're going to have our secret company retreat immediately afterwards in an Airbnb house which we've uh, rented about ah. half an hour outside London. Excellent choice. And we're going to sit there and play games and eat pizza and drink beer. Huzzah! That sounds awesome. Yes, uh, it's going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, did we do this? Elder Brains and Satellites. We did not. Tell me more about your elder brain. Uh, so, new creatures, oh, that's new miniatures big. from WizKids. Yes. Um, these are from Bolo's Guide to Monsters and Mordenkainer's Term of Foes. Yes. Uh, and, and there's also a 49.99 premium set, which has an elder brain and a bunch of stagmites. So, the elder brain's like, I'm sure we did this. I have no recollection of that beast. I've got half. half did we do a clock? Maybe we did it or maybe we didn't. Okay. I but I, I must say, it's like. This absolute unit of like a floating brain with tentacles, which is completely dwarfing like the um, haphazard creatures that are strewn around it. Mm. Uh, and quite frankly, that, that I don't I don't fancy their chances. And that's no. a that's a huge range of models there. I'll yeah, just have a forty four of them. Forty four. Forty four of them. I'm yeah. not sure how big we can get it. Not, no, not, not, not in that, any way. Not that big, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm recognising some of those big fellas in there. I think that's a a not. A Nolif or something? A Nothic. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got all sorts there. And yes, you do have uh, some stalagmites and also some stalactites that are joined onto stalagmites. Yes, they'd have to be joined onto them. Otherwise, you'd have to float them in the air, wouldn't you? Ah. Which would be awkward. Where's my AR gaming? Yes, exactly. Ah. There was an article from Ben Riggs, who's currently writing a a book about the... uh, Basically, the fall of TSR. Yeah. Um, he's been writing it for a while, and occasionally he sort of um, lets slip some bits of information about it. He's, he's getting hold of a lot of documents, mm-hmm. company documents, and interviewing people who were around at the time. So yes. I think it's going to be the most detailed from what I can hit, what I can make out. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get the book because it sounds really interesting. Oh, yeah. But um, it looks like it's going to be the most detailed um, analysis of what happened there. Mm-hmm. Why TSR failed, and then Wizards of the Coast had to come in and buy it, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, as part of all this, he's getting all these documents and um, accounts and all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. from the records, and uh, he's got a load of stuff about the sales of um, various editions of D and D after the Marvel Second Edition, which is obviously what yep. TSR was publishing when it finally collapsed. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, the Second Edition of AD and D, it sold really well when it was released. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it sold over four hundred thousand copies in its first year. Oh, good grief! Uh, that, that, those are quite decent numbers, even nowadays. Um, yeah. Not as big, but still four hundred thousand copies. Well, some historical comparison: the nineteen eighty one Basic Rule Set sold over six hundred and fifty thousand copies in its first year. 
Good grief. Whereas the first edition, DMG and PHP together, uh, was only 146,000. Right. So you can see that like uh, D&D had been growing at the time. Yes. And those, those numbers are going up. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he, he talks about how, you know, initially, if you look at those numbers, that makes AD&D second edition look like a real solid hit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hiding a deep problem oh, okay. uh, in that it didn't have the legs that first edition had. Oh, how do you mean the legs? Uh, sort of keep, uh, keep on selling. Oh, right, right. So it sort of was popular initially. Yeah. And so, then it didn't have like a sort of so tail. first edition, AD&D. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, 390,000 in 1980. Oof, wow. 1981, 577,000. <laughs> Crikey. 1982, wow. 452,000. And then in 1983, 533,000. So that's like nearly 2 million bucks. Yeah, and then yeah. it starts sliding in 1934, 234,000 yeah. and so on. But, yeah, that's pretty good getting for a hobby that people didn't even yeah. know existed. So whilst, whilst AD&D 2nd Edition came out strong out of the gate, it didn't, yeah. it didn't have those solid follow-up figures oh, okay. for years afterwards. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that was the problem. So, um, it had, what, the 440 in the first year and then less. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but the original Dungeons and Dragons dwarfs even these. Really? So, um, AD&D as a total, yeah. and we're talking first and second edition, yeah. uh, between 79 and 98, so pretty much their that's, entire run. Yeah, that's nearly so 20 years, yeah. 4,624,111 books. Sorry, this is 11 on the end. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, whereas D&D, like the basic stuff, yes. sold 5,454,859. Crikey. So more than Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Impressive. Yeah. That's a really interesting article. Yeah. Um, what's also interesting there is that uh, only upper management has access to these numbers. Really? The actual people working on the game yeah. didn't know how well it was doing, didn't know how oh. well various books were doing, yeah. and therefore didn't really have that kind of market feedback no, no. on what they were actually writing. Right, so they had no idea if it was massively popular or... Yeah, well, was the upper management had it, but they didn't yeah. share those numbers with oh. the people working on the... Yeah, that's that's a choice you can make, Yeah. They? Uh, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, though. Mm. Um yeah, I think I think we're done. You keep saying that. I, I do think we are done now. Oh, War of the Burning Sky Five E Number Seven is out. War of the Burning. Oh yes, yes, that's the big adventure path that uh, Ian Will publishes. Yes, uh, for fifth edition yes. War of the Burning Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is the seventh adventure. Yes, um, the PDF's out. Soft cover will be out imminently. Mm-hmm. Um. Can the heroes locate the torch of the runner sky and do they have what it takes to undergo the trial of echoed souls? This is the 13th level characters. This Mm. campaign goes up to 20. Nice. Yeah. It's a bloody good campaign as well. I ran it once. I ran it in fourth edition, actually. Hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It was was fine. It was all right. Mm. Right. Now I think we're done. Okay. (laughs) I think we are. Well, yeah. Um, next week... Next week... We have a special guest. Uh, a special guest. Owen K.C. Stevens. Name rings bells. Who's that? He has worked on... I'm, I'm still doing the boxing announcer voice. Go shut up, Bob. <laughs> he has worked on... <laughs> Holes coming up next week. <laughs> uh, he's, he's worked for Paizo. He's yep. worked for Green Ronin. Um, mm-hmm. He's head of Rogue Genius Games. Ooh. Um, he is probably one of the most prolific freelancers around. 
Um, if you engaged, oh, you worked for Wizard of the Coast as well. Nice. If so if you've engaged in any sort of the sort of D twenty fantasy D- genre, you've probably seen or heard. I some do. Work. I do recognise name. Yeah. I'm just struggling to think the place uh, where that be from. Okay, well that'd be fantastic. Um, he's also in a whole load of Star Wars role playing game books. Ah, uh, that might be where I've seen the name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we'll have Owen Stevens on. He uh, yep. joined Wizard of the Coast in 2000 nice. on the Star Wars role-playing game. Sweet. Um, he created Super Genius Games, which later became Rogue Genius Games. Nice. He's uh, been a developer for Paizo Publishing mm. and for Green Running Publishing. Sweet. And he was also the Starfinder design lead until he left Paizo. Oh, so, nice, nice. It's quite a big name. Yeah. He's got lots of Ennies. Ooh, yes. Ooh, Black Company. There go. Star Wars Saga Edition, Pathfinder yeah. role-playing game, Bestry 2, Advanced Player's Guide, yeah. Razor Coast, Heart of the Razor, Southlands campaign setting. Mm. That, that all looks pretty. Oh, Southlands, yes. that's uh, That's been a pretty big one for yeah. Fifth Head, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be on next week. Nice. I look forward to meeting. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week to mm. our double news segment our lightning blitz roundup of all the role-playing news that you could possibly want. Yes. And maybe more. We'll be back to normal next week with our special guest, Owen Stevens, and the regular news segment and topic of the week. Woohoo! And our favourite game in all the world, Ooh. which Owen doesn't know about yet. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> I'm sure he gives his games excellent titles, <laughs> so there won't be any problems whatsoever. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. You can find me on Twitter, at Morris. Yep, uh, and so this is Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild Role Players saying goodbye. Bye. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.